Welcome back to Before the Lights podcast, stories behind high performers. I'm your host, Brittany Wilson. Today, I'm interviewing Jake Butt. Jake is an NFL tight end for the Denver Broncos. Jake shares his story about his multiple knee injuries and how he was able to be resilient through them all. He also talks about how his injuries and everything that he's gone through has really helped him find his true purpose and meaning in life. I hope you enjoy the interview, and if you do, please screenshot this and share this on any of your social media outlets to get the word out there about Before the Lights. A special thank you to Crossbar and Taylor Ross for having us at their headquarters and filming and editing all of this. You guys rock. Now let's get to it. Hi, I'm Brittany Wilson. Welcome to Before the Lights. I'm here with a guest today, Jake Butt. Jake, thank you for joining me on the podcast. That's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So for the people that don't know a ton about you in your career, just tell us a little about a little bit about football and how you got started. Cool, yeah. So uh, I actually grew up playing soccer, which you know you're familiar with. Um, in sixth grade, my dad told me that I was gonna stop, like I'm gonna quit soccer essentially, I'm gonna start playing football. And I remember like I cried, I was so sad, so mad, I didn't want to give up soccer, but um, I caught like my first pass that season and just like fell in love with it. And that that was kind of the rest of history. I just had such a passion for it and it kind of carried on through junior high and high school until I started getting uh, recruited a little bit and getting offers and I'm from actually Columbus, Ohio and committed to Michigan so you know kind of took the road less travel and that's that's kind of really been uh, you know the motto of my life so far you know just kind of doing things against the grain doing things the hard way um, and kind of made a career out of that and got drafted to the Broncos um, you know had some injuries along the way definitely faced some adversity but also, you know, got to experience some amazing accomplishments and great wins, and um, it's been a fun ride. It's still going. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about what you're dealing with right now injury-wise. Obviously, injury is kind of a big part of your story, yeah. um, but what's what are you dealing with right now? So uh, right now I'm rehabbing my probably like my sixth knee surgery. Um, and it seems like they've kind of been piling up a little bit. You know, it's definitely uh, been this 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 past year has probably been the most challenging one of my life um, for a number of reasons. But um, I tore my ACL for the third time uh, last season, um, and this the timing of it's pretty significant because I tore my AC my my uh, right knee um, my second ACL in the bowl game, the last game of my college career at Michigan, um, and had just like been cleared and rehabbed that. Um, and was healthy for about nine months uh, leading up to this third ACL and was playing good ball. Had made the team and kind of earned a, uh, you know, a role as a pass catching tight end um, and, and, you know, was doing good things on the field and then, um, you know, tore it in practice that week. So rehabbed that and then uh, got cleared for camp this year. Uh, and then two days after I got cleared, I tore my meniscus and had to have another knee surgery on that. And that's, that's where we're at today. I'm fully cleared with all that though, and I'm feeling good. And um, honestly, you know, with all that being said, I'm really optimistic and confident that, you know, this is gonna be my last knee surgery and that I'll be able to overcome this and have an amazing story to tell. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to your first time you ever tore your ACL compared to how you're feeling now, how do you approach that? Is that different? And, and how has that kind of shaped you over yeah. time? I think every everybody's different and every ACL is different. For me, it definitely was different because uh, my first ACL um, was like a breeze. I, I honestly, like, 
I had such a bad like misconception of what ACL recoveries are. Like I played in a football game six months after your surgery. Oh my gosh. So um, and like I didn't ever ice my knee, never nothing. My knee felt normal from the start. It was like absurd. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I was like, man, ACLs are not that bad, you know. It was, I, I definitely like had a false, uh, false perception of the rehab because each each time it's happened, it's got progressively, progressively harder and harder, and uh, which leads up to this time. And I don't know if it's for whatever reason it is, it's um, you know been such a challenge for me mentally more than anything because I, I work hard and I know the work I put in. I know that. Um, you know, really, I am a quick healer. Really, I am somebody that's healthy and stays healthy and uh, is a guy that the team can count on. Right now, I'm just dealing with some other circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how has your mentality shaped over the years through this? Do you think that's one of the biggest things that's mm -hmm. made you stronger over the, over the years? Absolutely, absolutely. And like, um, you know, this, this past one has just taught me so much. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's funny that um, it kind of really broke me down to nothing, you know, it's like the lowest I'd ever been, um, like really just questioning everything about, you know, who I am, you know, what am I doing with my life, you know, I definitely wanted to, or at least considered quitting football a couple times, you know, it pushed me to the, to the absolute break, but um, as I look back and I see like, you know, when you're going through it, it's hard to really, you know, see and understand, you know, what, what, what life's trying to teach you, you know. Um, so the important thing is you can't give up in that moment or you're never going to learn the lesson, you know, you just got to keep pushing and pushing and um, one day, you know, things are going to get better and you'll be able to look back and realize everything that was going on and how you're growing as a person, how you're being molded through the fire. Um, and that, that's kind of really been the biggest thing for me is I just feel like through these injuries and through hardship and adversity, like it's kind of just helped me grow more and more as a, as a young man and, um, you know, as somebody that's trying to kind of figure himself out, figure out, you know, this whole life thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I met you at FCA at DU at a local event and um, I was just blown away by kind of your testimony and everything you shared. And while you're speaking about this, I mean, I can't imagine how hard it is to, I mean, your life is football. You grow up and you're playing football. You had soccer too, but you're playing football. So it's hard not to define yourself just as a football player. How else do you define yourself and how else have you gotten through those hard times where it's like, I physically can't play the sport mm -hmm. that I love. I can't do what I'm basically put here to do. Yeah, um, that was like, that's probably been one of the biggest changes in my life is, um, you know, it's kind of been like an identity crisis where um, essentially, you know, I've never, never really had to deal with injuries. Um, you know, for the most part, didn't really have a lot of adversity in high school. Um, you know, things kind of, you know, I worked hard, but things didn't, came a little bit easy for me. And, um, you know, these injuries were definitely, definitely a wake up call, especially coming into the NFL. And, um, you know, now I'm just another guy and, um, I can't really prove myself or do the things that I'm, I'm able, I normally would do to, you know, make a name for myself with a new team. And, um, I remember really struggling my rookie year and just thinking like, like something's missing, you know, and um, I went and talked to our director of player personnel, Ray Jackson, who's like uh, just been an awesome mentor, awesome leader for me and really the whole team. And I was like, dude, like I'm struggling, you know, I just I know that I put so much of my identity into Jake, but the football player, you know, but when the game's taken away from you, you got to really look yourself in the mirror and, and realize, OK, football's not going to last forever, one, but two, I know that I'm much more than a football player. 
Um, and that's when Ray really introduced me to uh, my faith and Jesus Christ and um, kind of started this journey. Um, you know, started slow with me asking a bunch of questions, but you know, it's slowly grown into um, you know a burning passion and something that I'm committed to um, in a lifelong journey. And um, it's been it's been amazing and a great change for me, um, for sure. Just one of the biggest things that I've been able to grow in as a person. Yeah. Has your family been supportive with that? How was your home growing up? Did you grow up in a family that? You know, believed in God, talked about God, or was it mostly just focused on sports and focused on? Yeah, it was definitely like uh, sports and school first. I mean, we like we were like we go to church on Christmas once every six years. Yeah. You know, like we it really wasn't a big part of really uh, my childhood or adolescence. Um, but I just knew, I think there's just something that's kind of in every single one of us as human beings, you know, just a call for something greater. Um, and for me, it was kind of when I realized that like, you know, all those things that I was working so hard for growing up, like I wanted to have financial security. I wanted to, you know, drive a nice car and, and you know, live in a nice house. And, um, you know, all these things that I thought were happiness, I now had and like it was probably the emptiest I ever had felt mm -hmm. and um, you know that's that's when you at least for me you know I started searching you know I want to fill that with something that really doesn't waver um, that that's not gonna you know fade in and out um, something that's kind of eternal and solid and I can I know I can always count on that's that's really not a lot of the worldly things that I've been pursuing my whole life yeah. um, and that was kind of found in Jesus Christ and my faith so yeah. um, it's one of the better decisions I've made. That's amazing yeah so you talk about how that was kind of your darkest time is when you finally had those things that you've been searching for your whole life and then come to realize, you know, that's not, that's not all there is. What would you describe your hardest time and your darkest moment as? Like, would it be with the injury or would it be, you know, just coming to the realization that, you know, football is not just all I am? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, it's hard for me to say, like, to, to weigh them against each other, you know. Yeah. I just kind of reflect back as, um, you know, this whole year and um, really since I've been in the NFL, it's it's been so different and so much more challenging than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard for me to, like, separate, you know, time to time because I think every single thing has kind of been building on itself. You know, it kind of feels like each, each thing setting itself up um, for the next thing and um, that's where like it's again like it's just like it's hard for me to say which, which one is yeah. which is exactly the worst but um, you know I could just say this is that it's been it's been a steady growth a steady challenge and um, it's really just changed my whole entire perspective on um, adversity and challenges in general you yeah. know is that you know you can really you can run from them you could play the victim card and wonder you know why me um, and that definitely crossed my mind a couple of times, but um, overall, it's just a commitment to you know focusing on trying to get a little bit better as a person, um, you know, whatever your challenge is, whatever your goal is, every single day, and just looking at that growth over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about as being an athlete, you're kind of at that top one percent, and it's a feeling that a lot of people don't really have as a pro athlete. But how do you pursue your faith while having all those things? Being a pro athlete, I know you also deal with your own things, you deal with adversity, but how is that how does that change how you look at your faith? Yeah, um, and it's it's definitely a challenge, especially for me where I might not have those deeply rooted, uh, or I might not be deeply rooted in my faith as other people that kind of grew up in a house 
um, that you know value that kind of thing. But um, you know, especially with you know, you see some of the things that we promote with our athletes now, and it's a lot of things of this earth, like money and you know, jewelry and um, nice cars, nice houses, nice clothes. Um, and you know, when you're when you're walking with Jesus, you kind of stand against the grain. And um, kind of going back to what I said earlier, that's kind of what I've been doing my whole life anyway. So um, again, it just feels like. You know, even before I committed myself to the Lord, He was preparing me for the challenges that I'd have as a Christian man, you know, standing in this world. So I feel prepared, um, you know, based on all the challenges I've had growing up. Yeah, yeah. So what is your role right now? Because obviously you haven't been playing for a little bit, dealing with the injury. How have you approached that role on your team now with the teammates you have, um, the time you have? What is your role yeah. within? Yeah, that's been, a, that's actually really been a challenge. And, um, Last week I went and talked to my tight end coach about this because for me, um, you know, a lot of people would, would and they, they've actually came out and said, you know, what, you shouldn't struggle, you're making good money, you're in the NFL, you're living the dream. But for me, I just felt like, again, um, this year was kind of reached my breaking point where I just knew that there was something more, is that I really needed to be more involved. I needed to, you know, chase a passion. I, I kind of met with my tight end coach last week and, you know, wanted to see if, you know, I just kind of expressed to him that, you know, I want to help this team win. Even though I'm on IR and, um, you know, really my hands are kind of tied, there's not much I can do to help the team win. But, um, you know, if it meant that I could help my tight end coach, uh, make some cut-ups for the guys, break down some film, whatever I can do to help them, um, just so I know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of this team still. Um, and he worked with me, and actually last week was like my first week breaking it down. And, um, you know, that was pretty cool, and I hope to, you know, kind of grow in that role a little bit. Just, um, you know, it's just so important to me that um, even though, like, I, it's, you know, being an IR, your responsibilities are down, you're really not involved in the winning and the losing of the team, still being involved and still trying to, you know, help the guys out, you know, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Have there been any guys you kind of taken under your wing who have newly dealt with injuries or anything like that who you know you've you've been there so you're there yeah. for them yeah um yeah there's you know a couple guys you know whenever somebody tears their acl i'm kind of a veteran in it now so i it just kind of breaks my heart knowing the process and the long road to recovery so i always try to you know go you know chop it up with them you know try to breathe some life and positive positivity into them but uh, my roommate austin fort um, he just tore his acl and he's a tight end just like me so um, we kind of help each other, uh, you know, I definitely help him at times, he definitely helps me at times, um, and that's the best kind of friendship and leadership that there is anyways. So going back to when you first um, got your first few college offers, did you always believe that you were going to play football in college? Yeah, I, not initially, like not early on in my high school uh, years, I really didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, you know, I just kind of was like, oh, you know, I, I just considered myself a really hard worker. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really give myself too much credit. I just was like, oh, like I just work hard. Yeah. I always thought it just was uh, my success relate was related to like the level of work I put in. Mm -hmm. So when it was when you look at it like that, you're like, ah, oh, you know, you probably won't get offered, but. Um, you know, I got my first offer my sophomore year and I was like shocked by it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, no way is this like really happening? And yeah. it just like after that, it like blew up. Yeah. You know, they just started rolling in, rolling in. Um, I will say I thought for sure I was going to play football at Ohio State. Okay. Um, you know, I, I grew up a huge, huge Buckeye fan. Like my basement was decked out in the scarlet and gray. 
And, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, 15 minutes from campus. So um, I did always think that I would be a Buckeye. Um, And it definitely turned out quite different. Um, But it couldn't have turned out better being a a Michigan Wolverine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure the recruiting process has changed a lot over the years. But what was that like for football? I'm imagining it's pretty different from soccer. I mean, you guys are big time. And um, obviously not that soccer is any different. But I think the recruiting process is kind of scary at, at first did you have those fears at first oh or yeah was it? oh yeah yeah I was super nervous and uh you know again it was kind of just like me like measuring myself so yeah. much you know just like can, you know do I can I hang with these guys yeah. you know can I can I make it in the make it at the next level is this is this really something I can do you know yeah. um but you know working through those fears was big for me um and you know the recruiting process they do a good job um for me, it kind of helped, you know, a little bit of my anxieties helped narrow it down because um, Michigan just felt like it, it, they weren't really trying to recruit me. Okay. They were just showing me their family environment, mm-hmm. showing me what kind of people they were and how they operate. Yeah. Um, and then that was really attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, recruiting, man, there's so many other things that go into yeah. it. You know, it's a lot of a lot of outside things. So I'm glad I'm not getting recruited right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's so true. I think the biggest part about finding your home is really that family aspect. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent what it was for me when I committed my freshman year. I just knew that Denver was home, and it, it turned out to be such a blessing in disguise. But do you think Michigan was your true home? Like that's where you were supposed to be? No doubt, no doubt, absolutely. Like it's it's crazy how it all worked out. You know, um, uh, like nowadays, like I've, I'm like I can't wait to you know one day retire and move back to Michigan. Yeah. You know, I love it there so um and i met you know football was great i got a i got a degree from a top university in the world and then um i met some of my best friends you know some some uh my my roommates um you know some of my teammates the guys we played with coaches um just people that i'll you know carry with me for the rest of my life you know that that's invaluable and that that's really why you choose a school you know is the relationships that you can make down the line yeah how were you pushed pushed in college like what were some of the biggest hardships that you faced but also that made you stronger and made you be able to play in the NFL and then also just as a person Mm -hmm. uh like what like what motivated me yeah I mean what were like what were some of the hardest parts about college Mm -hmm. was was there any certain time that like you're like oh I don't know if I can do this I don't know Mm -hmm. if I can play at the next level yeah absolutely like so I graduated high school early um, I graduated, I finished high school my, halfway through my senior year in December, mm-hmm. um, and then was 17 years old, and I walked onto uh, Michigan's campus January 9th. Mm-hmm. So I was a high school kid, 100% still yeah. a high school kid. You know, I was like 209 pounds, and that is very skinny for a tight <laughs> end. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of was looking around the weight room. I threw up after my first workout. I was behind, uh, you know, at my position was a dude that was a all American freshman, all American, yeah. and a dude that started as a freshman. So um, immediately, I was just a little bit discouraged. Like, man, did I that make the right decision? Will I ever be able to play here? Like, I'm behind two kids that started as a freshman. Yeah. Like, I what are, what are the chances that I ever get the chance? You know, get to play here. Yeah. Um, but finally, we get to spring ball. Um, and it's our first practice, and there's a guy named Frank Clark who just signed a hundred million dollar contract with the Chiefs. Tell you know, absolute beast was a second round pick uh, to the Seahawks. F- 
freak of nature. Yeah. Um, and here I am. I put on some weight. I was like in my 220s at this point, but mm-hmm. still not not a lot of sand in my ass. Mm-hmm. And we have this drill where you just line up and um, you just got to hit each other as hard wow. as you can. And whoever gets knocked back loses. And like, like you might get embarrassed, you know, in front <laughs> of everybody. And you know what it like. You kind of know what it is, mm-hmm. you know. So this is my first ever spring ball, and like all the tight ends, they send me out there, and like I see Frank Clark, and he's like, like bigger than life like <laughs> looking so angry oh, so mean i'm like all right i gotta line up and just hit him yeah and i just hit him as hard as i could and he like hit me and knocked me back like five yards sent me flying and i and that's when i was like i i don't know if i can do this really? yeah that's when i was like whoa like the, these guys like this like that that's that's where i'm trying to go yeah and that seems so far so away. Yeah. Um, you know, Frank at the time was like, a, you know, he was getting all Big Ten recognition mm-hmm. and uh, con- uh, all American recognition. And I'm like, that that's where I see myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can actually get there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember calling my dad and thinking, um, you know, telling him I want to transfer, that I didn't think it was going to it was gonna work. or mm-hmm. um, And he just kept telling me, keep pushing, keep pushing, you know. And I kind of let that doubt fuel me. Okay. It's kind of always, always has, um, you know, in a sense, like I've always said, a little bit of anxiety is good for you. It's, yeah. it's motivating, you know. Fear of failure is very motivating. So, um, you know, it's... kind of in that in that moment you know I just made it up in my mind that I was going to work as hard as I could and you know whatever happens happens Mm and um you know by you know week two or week three my freshman year I had actually earned a starting role Mm -hmm. and uh from there really never looked back you know just kept trying to get a little better and better every single year um so I was able to prove to myself um and, and that's just one of many times where um you know just had my back against the wall wondering can I do this but each time I've been able to prove to myself and um I take that with me through life, even to this day with all these injuries. I just know that if I work, you know, eventually this too shall pass and then I'll overcome it and things will be okay again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I watched an interview with you where you talked about how um, little things, little habits that you did that probably made you who you are. So um, starting nutrition and um, sleeping and all these different little factors. What do you think are the main factors that have contributed to your success and enabled you to play in that yeah. NFL. Uh, truthfully, and like it's cliche and everybody says it, but like I, I really don't think there's any substitution for hard work. Mm. Honestly, like everybody wants, um, and, and you know, a lot of people want to skip steps now, you know, that's mm. just the, the honest truth is um, people want what the NFL can provide them or what, um, you know, the next level, whether it's college or the NFL can provide them, mm-hmm. but are you willing to put in the work? Um, you know, so the biggest thing you can do is, you know, look yourself in the mirror and, and be truthful with yourself. You know, where am I willing to go for my goals? Yeah. Um, and if you're not willing to really go go far for your goals, I think you need to find new goals. Yeah. You know, um, for me, they were very, very lofty goals. So I knew I was going to have to work really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so um, that's something that I really did throughout but um you know kind of like you touched on just that but along with like the little things i think are always so important um you know it's not it's kind of tying into that general theme of where it's you're not going to wake up overnight and be where you're trying to go yeah it's just it's about consistent hard work you know doing the little things never never forgetting about the little things the details and doing that committing to that over a long period of time that's when you're really going to see progress made Um, so I think those are, those are two of the biggest, biggest things that, 
um, have made the biggest difference in my life. Yeah, totally. I agree with that consistency piece because I feel yeah. like everybody wants it, especially at, at your level or playing pro. Like everybody wants it and everybody mm-hmm. works hard, mm-hmm. but it's the consistency of doing that and waking up every yeah. single day, no matter if you feel like it or yeah. not. Yeah. Do you have those days where you wake up or, you know, maybe you're upset from um, the circumstances that you're in that you're like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this today. I don't know if I want to work hard today. How do yeah. you approach those? Days? Oh my gosh. Everybody does. Yeah. Like let's, I, I, let's take that mystery out. Everybody yeah. does. I know you do. I know oh, yeah. I, every single person does. So, um, you know, if there's somebody out there listening you're not alone, you yeah. know, it's just in that split second. Um, I remember after I tore my ACL the third time, like, I mean, I was sitting at home that night, like crying, just like absolute shock. Like, mm-hmm. and I made up, made up in my mind that night, like, I'm not going to treatment tomorrow. Like, I'm, I'm going to take a week off. Like, I'm not going to treatment, you know? Um, and I, I was a hundred percent sold that I wasn't going to go to treatment, but my, I still set my alarm. Thankfully, um, my alarm rang that next morning. There's that split second decision where it's like, everything's telling you like oh the bed's comfortable yeah. you know or yeah. like it's warm or your pillow your pillow's cut co- yeah you don't need to go you know take take a day for yourself like yeah. you know like take the day off mm-hmm. there's that split second decision where you just have to fight yeah and it's like no totally. i'm not gonna let like this i'm not i know who i am and i'm a hard worker i persevere like i overcome things um, and like, I won't let anything stand in front of that. So, um, you know, it's just in that split sec, overcome that, you know, yeah. remind yourself who you are. Cause really everybody has it within them, you know, yeah. to wake up and um, make that decision that they want to do something great every single day. Totally. Yeah. I think it's a battle every single day to just wake up and have the energy to maybe even if you don't feel like it mm-hmm. still have the desire enough deep down in mm-hmm. your heart to be like, Believing in yourself enough to know what steps you have to do to yeah, get there. Absolutely. Especially with your injuries too. I think one of the things that has helped motivate me over the years is we both play team sports is, you know, being around the team and, you know, maybe if I'm having an off day, it's like, okay, they're raising the level. I'm going to raise my level even more. Mm-hmm. With the injuries, you're kind of on your own doing your own rehab and all that stuff. Has that helped you be, be more self-motivated and, mm-hmm. and more you know focused on that regardless of who's there who's pushing you yeah yeah that's uh that's kind of one of the challenges but also like the blessings of um an injury is um yeah like now I kind of am working out on my own I do have to motivate myself but um it's allowed me to be so in tune with myself um and so honest with myself um because I'm the only one that can check myself Mm -hmm. is I'm not relying on anybody else um and I'm not really um, looking at anybody else either it's I'm only accountable to myself yeah. um, and if you're not if that that's the most important thing if yeah. you're not accountable to yourself first nothing else will work so um, you know that's why I say it's a blessing and um, there's days where I'm moping around I'm like man I really don't want to work out today or I'm sore like ah, you know I really don't want to do this yeah. um, times where I feel like giving up um, but you know that's that's where you just gotta you know come in and be accountable to yourself and like hey we're not doing this today like we're gonna go work and actually usually those days you know when you feel like that um, those that end up turning out to be some of my best workout days because yeah. you know I'm almost mad at myself yeah. and using it as, as motivation you know mm-hmm. kind of just kind of train my brain to be really comfortable in uncomfortable situations yeah yeah, yeah. you talk about your injury and how injuries plural <laughs> and how they've kind of been blessings in disguise what type of 
blessings or things have you brought from them other than you know that motivation and that that hard work and determination yeah um it's loaded (laughs) yeah yeah it's um it's really been just a transformation is would be the biggest one um that i don't think had had things worked my way how i thought they would and how i wanted them to um i don't think you know i would have seen any of the significant change that i did get to see um, and experience. Um, I wouldn't have grown in my faith. I wouldn't have um, been introduced to my faith. Um, and you know that that's that's just a you know a motto that I'll be able to carry the rest of my life because ine- inevitably there's going to be much more challenges in my life. So um, just the the knowledge of the whole entire process has been huge. Yeah, for someone who's going through their first big injury or even down the line with multiple injuries, what would some of your advice be to that person you know on a mental or physical level whether it's rehab or if it's just mindset yeah uh the biggest thing would be to give yourself a break you know like don't put blame on yourself um you know sometimes you really don't need a reason with an injury either you know that a lot of times we want to ask why or figure out why me um but i mean what use is that you know the fact of the matter is is for me the way i've approached it is I tore my ACL. Like I'm gonna give myself a couple hours to be to to you know feel sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I wake up the next day, like really feeling sorry for myself is it's not productive at all. It's not getting me any better. It's not getting me closer to my goals. It's not getting my knee any healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's time to work. You know, give yourself a break. But the proof's in the pudding. You know, yeah. you gotta work. You gotta put the time in. You gotta you know put the energy and effort in. Um, and um, just don't focus on the whole thing too especially when it's a major injury whether it's a knee or you know achilles or you know torn muscle tendon whatever it is um like don't worry about a oh it's a year-long process or a nine-month however long just focus on the day yeah you know what can i do every single day um but uh, yeah my advice over the years have you developed different or specific um protocol to getting you back to the field like what does that look like and what are the new kind of innovative things that you've tried or done to um, rehab or or improve to get better on the field quicker yeah it's uh it's it's a lot of it's out of my hands you know it's in trainers you know it's a lot of it's in the training staff hands uh and i've been i've been lucky um you know to have good training staff but um you ask a lot of questions yeah. you know like it's it's your future you know if somebody's going through an injury like you know if if you may not have the denver broncos training staff um that doesn't mean i'm not at home you know researching to making yeah. sure the protocols they're giving me mm-hmm. you know is is what they're supposed to be giving me and making sure they're accountable to me um you know take just take control of your future you know and um if, if you have to follow somebody else's protocol just make sure you know you're doing your due diligence on that yeah what does your day-to-day right now look like? Obviously, you're cleared to go back, but what does that look like right now, getting ready for next season and focusing on that? Yeah, so in season, um, you know, even though I'm on IR, I'm still participating in things, mm-hmm. still going to meetings and trying to lift with the team and um, trying to, you know, be involved um, to an extent with everybody. So, um, you know, it's I'm kind of doing what the guys are doing, but uh, there's a point, point in the day where morning meetings break and, mm-hmm. You know they kind of have practice to do the rest of the day so um, that's kind of when they go to do their thing that's when I go lift and um, I come home pretty early now um, and just trying to you know 
push myself as a human being. You know, mm-hmm. actually, my first two years, I was big into video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, again, I was... I just don't feel like I was growing as a person. So, you know, trying to pick up, pick up books and, um, you know, good, good, positive habits that really helped me, you know, grow as a person. I think that's the most important thing that I'm focused on in my free time right now. Yeah. What have you found or are the ways that you think you're growing the most in that free time outside of football? Uh, I mean, for me, the biggest thing was just like recognition mm-hmm. that I needed to grow mm-hmm. and like, you know, sitting down and evaluating my habits, like is playing Xbox for six hours a day going to get me where I want to go, you know? Um, and for me, that was huge. Just being able to sit down and, um, you know, put the controller down for a little bit, you know, pick up books, books where I'm learning about my brain, um, you know, about sleep, about nutrition, um, you know, just trying to take all those different things seriously. Um, again, it's just kind of back that theme of, you know, just doing a little bit here and there and it adds up to a big thing over time. Yeah. Uh, back on the football field, what are your goals for next year and, and how do you see that progressing over, over this time? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the most immediate goal is to just get healthy, you know, get into the off season and take these next, um, you know, next two months, month and a half to, um, you know, treat this as a jump start on the off season and really try to build a good foundation um, because those those three months leading up to spring ball and OTAs are going to be really important for me. So, um, you know, obviously the biggest thing for me is health. Mm-hmm. I want to put together 16 games because it's it's my contract year. So mm-hmm. I'm playing for a job this year. So um, I got to prove that I can stay healthy and kind of turn the corner on that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm very confident that if, if I can stay healthy that the rest will take care of itself I'm, I'm confident in my abilities as a football player and um, the work I put in on a day-to-day basis that um, if I can just stay healthy the rest will you know take care of itself yeah yeah outside of the physical what are ways that you try to stay healthy and and, and um, focus on that mm-hmm. so is it like do you have a certain nutrition or sleep or anything mm-hmm. like that, that you yeah call? all of it's super important yeah um, and you can get away with a lot of it when you're younger, but um, now uh, every little bit counts. Yeah. You know, you're playing against the best of the best, so it's in mm-hmm. it's you're constantly trying to gain an edge. Yeah. You know, they bring in sleep experts. Um, you know, anybody really? you can do basic, yeah. But the the, the things you find online is yeah. the same things we're hearing. You know, totally. um, you know, getting eight hours of sleep, having a good, you know, putting your phone down, yeah. um, all those little little tricks that you can do. Um, and then nutrition, you know, what you put into your body is going to affect how you perform, you yeah. know. So just taking that really trying to be dialed in with that, you know. Um, every little bit counts your performance and your health. So, yeah. um, you know, with not, now me being injured, you know, really trying to, you know, take that to a whole nother level to, yeah. you, know, at, you know, help myself make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Was that a big transition from college to pro? Did, did people focus on that stuff more? Or is yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Call you just don't have any money in college. Yeah, you know yeah. you're just in college. Like you gotta eat like Chipotle yeah. or like what at ramen, Chipotle whatever. Chipotle would be a good night. Yeah, Chipotle. That's that. I was big on Chipotle back yeah. in college, but yeah, I mean, then you get you know you start getting paid to play football, and you know you gotta invest some of that money back into your nutrition. So um, yeah, a lot of guys take it seriously, and we're lucky. Like our we we get all of our meals prepared at the Broncos oh. facility, so like you got no excuse. Totally. Yeah, you gotta eat. You gotta eat clean. So if you could go back to the time when you first started playing football, um, what would you tell yourself with all the things that you've learned over these years? 
Yeah, it's um, a great question. Um, probably, I probably just tell myself, uh, you're doing a good job. You're doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every little thing that's going to happen to you is going to prepare you for something greater. Mm-hmm. So trust that process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't worry about little setbacks. Uh, don't beat yourself up. Um, when you fail, just know it's all part of the process. Um, and it's all going to work for something really, really special. So enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. totally. And then if um, if you never had football in your life, obviously, as athletes, you know, it's kind of a big part of our lives. But if you had to be defined without football, mm-hmm. um, what are some things you'd want to be remembered for? Yeah, um, I actually literally just did an exercise with my brother about this yesterday yeah we both wrote down you know what are five things that we want to be you know that we want to be remembered for like what are what are some of our biggest values so um you know if my uh, christianity would be one um and i want to be a just a good good person like a good husband a good brother a good son a good father eventually um and just somebody that's loving and giving you know Mm -hmm. giving back to you know i want to definitely you know give back to my family and 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 people that you know definitely need it i think that's probably one of the most rewarding things and um fulfilling things you can do is just giving back yeah Yeah. awesome so when are you gonna pursue your pro soccer career after yeah i was is that the plan early in college when i thought i was gonna (laughs) quit i was like you know, like I might just go try out for the soccer team, and like see what happens. You yeah. could pull like a Tim Tebow, but like play in the MLS or something. Yeah. Hey, center mid, just, just play it into the box. Oh, you yeah. really, yeah. you really I'm, fit that. Yes. Oh, all I right. could run all day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Really yeah, appreciate it. you having me. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Jake Butt. Again, if you did, please screenshot this and share it on your stories. I would love to get the word out and share before the lights with anybody that might need to hear this story. Now go out, live your story, and don't be afraid to share it.